Hello and welcome to the ID Talk Podcast. My name is Peter Counter and I am the Editor-in-Chief of Fine Biometrics, which is back from Las Vegas where we reported live last week on ISC West. Nearly 20,000 security and public safety industry professionals were in attendance at this year's ISC West, and our Director of Digital Media and Events, Doug O'Gordon, navigated the crowds to report on the substantial biometrics and identity presence at the show. Now that we're back, he's still going, catching up post-show with biometrics experts to reflect on the trends and topics that characterize the world's premier security conference. On this episode of ID Talk, O'Gordon catches up with Tony Yuan, co-founder of SeizeFace. They discuss the return to form for ISC West after two years of pandemic safety measures before getting into the unique benefits of SeizeFace's FaceGate technology, which boasts low cost and high levels of accessibility. They touch on important privacy aspects too and conclude with a preview of what's next for the Silicon Valley Biometrics Company. It's a fascinating conversation about increasingly important aspects of AI, identity, and computer vision, so let's get straight to it. Here is Fine Biometrics' Doug O'Gordon in conversation with Seize Faces' Tony Yuan, back from ISC West 2022. Hi, Fine Biometrics listeners. Doug O'Gordon here. I'm, uh, I'm with Tony Yuan. He's co-founder of SeaSpace, and we're doing a post-ISC West interview. Um, Tony, tell us a little bit about your company and what you do at SeaSpace. SeaSpace is a facial recognition company. We focus on edge computing-based facial recognition. Uh, Usually, one versus ten facial recognition gets done on the cloud. Uh, One of the examples is uh, Amazon's AWS. So we think we can uh, get it done in a better way. We, uh, we for the past six years, we as uh, we managed to port this heavy-duty algorithm to most Android phones. Now we can screen up to half million people on the phone within a second and return the results. So that's um, one of the kind in this industry. Nice. Um, uh, you were at ISC West. Uh, what were some of the highlights at the show last week? Um, one of the highlights uh, is um, facial recognition is coming back. Um, I think uh, um, for, I, I also attended uh, uh, last July, uh, the ISC West last July, or very few attendance. Um, I, I, and uh, for this time, uh, I think uh, 80% of uh, normal traffic is coming back. So I th- uh, so people, I think that there's no turning back for facial recognition. Uh, people uh, from all industry verticals uh, express the interest in facial recognition. Uh, it in- includes the education, law enforcement, and um, uh, and all the all these uh, video management system companies uh, like uh, uh, Milestone, uh, Motorola, uh, uh, Briefcam. Uh, and uh, uh, I, I, uh, with the mask ban uh, lifted, uh, uh, people are uh, expressed more interest in facial recognition in access control and uh, uh, retail and other areas. 
Awesome. Yeah, we're seeing that too. Uh, you know, banking is definitely there. And uh, I think the holy grail of this technology will be the security market that yes. enters you into every business possible. Um, how, how do you feel about the increased representation of biometrics and identity technologies at the show? I mean, you saw a large increase in uh, exhibitors. Um, yes. Uh, the interesting thing is, um... I have two neighbors. Uh, one is from a VMS system from Missouri, uh, right across the aisle. And uh, one uh, on our diagonal side is um, a Swiss, uh, uh, Swiss facial recognition companies. So you can see this uh, concentration of um, biometrics. So we, we saw a lot of interested group in, uh, uh, in this company, in, in this show. Uh, the major concern are the performance and the cost. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. um, that's a good segue into the next question. Uh, your FaceGate solution stands out in the face biometrics landscape thanks to its emphasis on accessibility. It's low cost and operates on most Android devices. As strong identity and authentication technologies become more integral for everyday life, why is it important to focus on accessibility and how have you found your customers are responding to it? Uh, I think uh, the major hurdle to adopt uh, facial recognition is the cost. Um, so so one versus some facial recognition, if you, ha you have to get it done on the cloud, you have to transmit the data to the cloud and a process on the cloud computing and return the results that's results in a huge delay. And uh, the video data is, um, uh, the video data, if you wanna transmit the video data across the internet, the quality of service is not guaranteed. So if we can get it done on the edge devices, that we can no longer, that we can uh, not only lower the cost by a greater deal, we can also increase the quality of service. So let's think up, think about it. Without any infrastructure change, we can just use a three-year-old legacy Android phones. We can transform it into a facial recognition station. It can recognize up to half million people on this device. On this device, that's a huge cost reduction. So I think that through that way we can lower the bar drastically for people to adopt this technology. Neat. Um, yeah, this is kind of a part of the last question is how do you find the balance between the low cost accessibility and high performance in the biometric space um, in which presentation attacks are becoming more of a threat? Um, how do you address those presentation attacks? Um, uh, actually, uh, CSPACE's core competence is um, we, are, we can lower the cost of facial recognition technology without compromising the performance. We managed to, uh, to get it done on the local devices without uh, going to the cloud, but had achieving the same comparable performance with the cloud computing. So, um, I'll give you an example. So cloud computing, 
uh, the for AWS service to screen a nine hour video, it cost us $65. But for us, it's just a, the, 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 it's just the battery charge on the, on the, on, um, uh, on the, on the phone. Mm. So without any surcharges. Uh, and uh, this, this is a huge improvement in accessibility. And um, uh, that's our major advantages. We don't uh, sacrifice the performance for low cost. Mm -hmm. um, as an artificial intelligence company focusing on facial recognition, you're operating in a controversial segment of the identity space. What does uh, C-Space do to protect user privacy and forward the ethical use of this powerful technology? Um, firstly, we don't transmit the data to the cloud. That reduces the risk of information leak. And secondly, all the images are encrypted. We don't do any, um, uh, we don't screen faces uh, on an anonymous basis. So only with the uh, uh, user's consent do I use this technology. So that can drastically reduce the privacy concerns on this technology. So it is an opt-in opt technology? Yes, yes. Okay. And then, uh, great. Um, that was my last question, but what, what can we expect from C-Space in 2022? What are you doing in the next six to nine months before the end of the year? Uh, for the uh, next uh, um, six, uh, to, uh, six months to one year time, uh, I'm gonna um, uh, improve our technology even more and uh, push it to even lower end devices. And in the meantime, we are looking to gaining looking to gain more market shares and uh, to find more interested uh, customers in all verticals. Awesome. Well, hey, um, I'm, I'm glad you had a good ISC West and I'm glad we could catch up uh, post ISC West and uh, have a great day. Thank you. Thanks, Tony. And so concludes our interview with Tony Yuan, co-founder of Seasface. To learn more about the topics discussed in this episode, visit seasface.com. And for more identity and biometrics industry coverage from ISC West 2022, stay posted to findbiometrics.com. I would like to thank Tony for joining us on the podcast today, and thank you to Doug O'Gordon for conducting the interview. Our podcast theme music is by Logamrad. I have been your host, Peter Counter. Thank you for listening to the ID Talk Podcast. <laughs>